All right. What up, YA? How are we doing? All right. All right. Happy Thursday. I hope you know that work tomorrow kind of doesn't count, and so I hope you stay out late tonight, right? Come on. You guys know, those of you, who, who has a job in here? Who has a job? Amen. Amen. And you come in on Friday, and you're just like, I, my body is alive, and I'm here, you know? And they're like, good enough. We, well, we're not firing you. So, so that's why we love Thursday nights is because um, we, we get to be alive on Thursday nights. So um, welcome, welcome to our series called If You Don't Know, Now You Know. Now, the reason that we're doing this series is all about, um, man, answering some of the questions, the doubts maybe that you have, that we have surrounding this thing called Christianity and faith, right? And you probably have questions like, um, man, what is the Bible? And uh, who is Jesus? And what is prayer? And what does obedience mean? And things like that. And the reason we did this series is because we are living right now in a post-Christian nation. And so maybe 50 years ago, there was a cultural narrative around some of these questions that would fill in the holes for us and help build up our faith, right? But now we live in a world uh, that is post-Christian, and so there is no common narrative. If you're anything like me, you grew up knowing nothing about God. You grew up knowing nothing about the Bible, nothing about Jesus, and that was the norm. And so you probably have a lot of questions, and that's why we're doing this series. And so I hope you come every week with your questions and with an open heart because it's going to be so amazing. And what we're going to talk about tonight, you're going to be hearing not from somebody like me who's in their 30s, who has two kids, who's married, and you're like, sweet, I can't relate with any of that. You know what I mean? You're like, good job raising your children. Um, hope, good job. You know, like, I don't want that. So, um, you know, or maybe you do want that, but like, that's not even close to where you are. Tonight you are going to be hearing from peers, and the reason we thought this was important is because tonight what we're tackling is the idea of obedience. And um, man, obedience is um, an interesting topic. Uh, Merriam-Webster says this about obedience. It defines it as an act or an instance of obeying or the quality of, or state of being obedient. Okay, And I think for a whole bunch of us in the room, we hear words in culture we hear it in culture about being obedient or in culture about being maybe submissive, and those words are like, ugh, right? We don't want anything to do with those words. And yet the, God says two things about being obedient in his word. He says, number one, obedience directly affects your intimacy with God. And number two, intimacy directly affects where you end up in life. And so obedience is so important for us believers it is so important for us, church. And so tonight what we want to talk about is obedience. I have a couple of verses for you um, when, it ta when we're talking about intimacy. The first is this, John 14. John 14 says this, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. This is Jesus talking. This is new covenant, okay? And he is saying, the law, um, I have fulfilled the law, but if you love me, you will meditate on my law and you will walk in my statutes and you will follow after me. And then I love this verse. This is in 1 John and it says, for this is the love of God that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not burdensome. This is again, new covenant. And God is saying, it is important for you to keep my law. It is important for you to follow after me because it directly affects the way that you love me 
And it affects the way I love you. And we actually feel God's love when we're obedient to him. And so tonight, if you are feeling far from God, listen, I've been there, I've done that. Maybe tonight is a really great time to have an honest conversation about how well you're humbly submitted to God the Father and willing to do what he asks and what he says. The last verse I want to read is this. It is from the book of Jeremiah, and it says, uh, But this command I gave them, obey my voice, and I will be your God, and um, you shall be my people, and walk in all of the ways that I command you, and that it may be well with you. So number one, it directs our uh, obedience, affects our intimacy with God. It affects how we feel love from him and, and how he loves us. But then it also determines where you end up. God wants you to end up in a place that it is well with your soul. God's plan for your life is that you end up being at peace and at rest in your soul. Well, the way that that happens is by you following where he says to go and by you following in his footsteps. So what we're talking about tonight is this idea of obedience. We have four people who, um, man, I'm just so impressed with. I have been encouraged by this summer. I have been, my faith has been built up this summer and they are people just like you with jobs who are studying, who feel called the missions, um, who are maybe doing internships um, and who are figuring out the calling of God on their life. So would you welcome our four interns tonight, young adults? This is Emily, everybody. Wave, Emily. This is Milana, Lauren, and John. All right. Well, welcome, you guys. You guys doing okay? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, kind of. Um, I would love for you guys first to just talk about um, maybe your, give me your name and then uh, how, you, how, you met, how you met God. So go ahead, Emily. Okay, well, hi, guys. My name's Emily Crowder. Uh, I met God almost three years ago. I'd been invited to church, never really been involved in church for a while, didn't really know anything about God or religion, but I started attending Red Rocks here regularly for about six months, and I really started to realize what God's all about, who he really is, and I really, I knew right away, I was listening to Chad speak about the Once Upon a Time series and how shame and fairy tales cannot coexist. And I knew, you know, that's the life I wanted. So I accepted Christ into my life. Amen. Hi, my name is Milana Martellero. Um, I grew up here in Denver, Colorado. I grew up in a Christian home. I grew up in a wonderful home with a wonderful family, but... Um, didn't really have a real relationship with God, um, knew a lot about who he was, facts about him maybe, but um, didn't have a real relationship with him, and that led to just a lot of um, confusion and brokenness and kind of hurting throughout my college years. Um, and then in college, I had a friend, um, Julia, if you're watching, I love you, um, bring me to a college um, ministry out in Oklahoma called Crossover, amazing college ministry. Um, and ever since then, my relationship with God has just been completely transformed. Hi, guys. My name's Lauren. Um, I'm from North Carolina. I moved here about a year ago. Um, I grew up in church, but 
didn't know God and didn't even know it was really possible to have a relationship with God. Um, And then I actually met God through a Bible-based family counselor about two years ago. Um, It's funny, I remember being so stubborn about counseling, and I was like, man, I don't need counseling. I don't have problems. And then I went, and God really transformed my whole life through it. So funny how he does that. Hey, before I go, I want to shout someone out really quick. So I believe my parents are here, so yay for that. <laughs> um, but it's also my dad's birthday, so I just want to wish him a happy birthday. Dad, you're old. Um, I love you. And yeah. But my name's John Miller. Um, a little bit about me is growing up, it wasn't ever that I didn't like not believe in God. It was more, I just thought the way that I thought my way of life was, like, way better than his. I thought being a Christian was kind of boring. And it took all the way to, like, the summer after my freshman year of college to realize that I was wrong. And that summer I was kind of in a really dark place and almost made a really, really bad mistake that I wouldn't be able to do the things that I've done these past three years if I made that mistake. But it took a phone call from one of my friends who's actually here tonight um, who invited me to this church at Heritage Square and just there... um, God saw me there, and then, um, yeah, haven't really looked back. So um, these guys have worked so hard this summer, and we're so honored by you guys. Um, hey, let's invite, let's invite God into, into this moment as we talk about obedience, yeah? Let's pray. God, we just thank you, and God, I thank you for these four. And so, Holy Spirit, just um, we ask that you would reign supreme, that you would speak to us about the areas in our life we need to be obedient and that we would readily follow you. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, So what do you guys feel like it means for you to be obedient? What does that word mean to you? And I don't know which one of you wants to go first. Milana, would you like to go? Sure. Um, Okay, so I think obedience, um, it's kind of a a difficult word, something we kind of shy away from. Um, But to me, obedience just means walking in what God has for you, um, obeying him, diligently listening to um, his voice and his direction for your life. Um, But I think with obedience, it's also important to keep in mind that obedience and love go so much hand in hand. Um, In Matthew 22, uh, it says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. Um, This is the first and greatest commandment. And I think it's just so important to know that obedience is part of God's love for us. Um, It's him showing that he loves us and that he wants what's very best for us. And also that it's such such a good way for us to worship him and show show him how much we love him. Um, John 14, 15 says, if you love me, you will obey my commands. And I think it's just so important for us to keep in mind that with obedience, it's a way for us to to glorify God, to worship him, to trust him um, with what he has planned for us, to trust him to be God, and to know um, how much he loves us. Awesome. Emily? Um, I I really like that verse, if you love me, you will keep my commands. But I think there's also so much more to obedience. I think a really important aspect of obedience is understanding that whether it's God, your parents, or whatever authority gives you a command that you need to obey, you need to understand and get on board with that mission. And if you can't understand why you're being given this command or why you're being asked to do this thing, 
if you just can't wrap your head around that and just really don't want to do it and are struggling to obey, I think you should at least understand that God's never going to ask you to do something that's not with your best intention in mind. So whatever it is that he's asking us to obey him for, he's only trying to help us. He's not trying to hurt us. He is behind us walking in that. So when we obey, we, even if we just can't understand it, why, we just need to know he's doing it for us with our best intention in mind. That's so good. So good. Um, you guys, thank you for that. That's a, it's a, all of these questions are loaded, but that was a loaded question. Um, how is it difficult? I think we could all agree that uh, being obedient is hard. Yeah? Yeah. All right. So um, what difficulties have you uh, come, come into conflict with or what difficulties have you experienced um, as you've been set apart maybe from your peers um, as you've walked out being obedient? So. Um, I feel like right after I became a Christian, the biggest thing that I try to do is try and mix my life before and then what God wanted for me because I didn't want to stand out. And I felt like there was a lot of things in my life that I didn't want to change, but then I really felt convicted. And right before starting my sophomore year and before that, I, the year before my freshman year, I lived like the party lifestyle, whereas Thursday, Friday, Saturday, we were just going out, sometimes in class, you know, just doing crazy things. And so all my friends from that year, those were my roommates the year after. And right before the year started, I decided to cut all of that completely. And honestly, like, right before, right before they'd all go out, I would be sitting there and I was like, this sucks. Like, seeing them all get ready and having a good time, playing music, you know, doing all this stuff and getting ready to go hang out with like, girls and stuff like that. And I was like, I was lonely. And I was like, why am I doing this? What is going on? And it really was hard. And in Romans 12... Two, it says that we're called to not conform to the patterns of this world. I feel like a lot of times people stop at that. But right after it says that you do this by the renewing of your mind, and it doesn't take a one-day thing. It's an ongoing thing, and it's a process, and you got to allow God to transform your mind. Amen. So at the beginning, I didn't realize what God was trying to do, but over time, I just kept trusting God and trusting God and trusting God and kept changing my mind and transforming my way of thinking Amen. to where, like, drinking was something that controlled me and then as soon as it kept going on and I wasn't doing that the more I was like oh I see that that was more destructive and it allowed me to deal with pain in my life and allowed me to really separate myself from that and then really get the fullness of God and his love and everything that he had for me yeah. that's so legit yeah it's like an ongoing process yeah what do you what's been like your favorite thing about your mind being like renewed um, my favorite thing I would honestly just say that who I've become with that and just really seeing the, my relationships change with people and seeing the things that I've done um, differently now because of that. And instead of being like so selfish and so self-concerned and so filled with hate and anger that now I can see people and I can love on them and I can just be with them and I can really not really think about me a lot of the times and just see people for who they are. Awesome. Um. Lauren, do you want to answer that? Or, no, I'm so sorry. Emily, I'm so sorry. Oh, I, I, you guys are so prepared, and I'm the one okay. that's like, who has the mic? Um, yeah, Emily, okay. can you yeah, just talk about a little bit about difficulties in obeying? Yeah, I think, John, what you said about you don't want to, be, to stand out, I think that's a huge difficulty that comes with obedience, just how much we stand out from it, and especially 
in this post-Christian generation that we live in, obedience to God doesn't always look like sobriety or abstinence. So, of course, that initially sets us apart automatically from most people our age. Most people in this world are telling us one thing while God's telling us another. And that right there makes it difficult to obey why, you know, we're giving this, this choice to walk with God and obey and say no to every other person in this world that's not following God. I mean, that's hard. All we want to do as people our age is fit in and be like everyone else. And, you know, it's sad to say, but most people our age aren't walking with God, aren't following Christ. And that's just puts it on us even more. Like, we can obey. We can be those people that are role models to everybody else that no matter how hard it is to be set apart in obeying, in obedience to God, we can do it, and others can see the light in us doing that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Makes it all so important to encourage one another daily. As long as it's called today, that's what the Bible says, to encourage one another um, in our walk of faith, right? Because, like, all of us struggle. And your, your friend might struggle um, maybe with jealousy, and maybe you struggle, you know, with partying. But whatever it is, it doesn't matter. Um, you just have to keep encouraging one another because it is difficult. So that's so awesome, you guys. Um, I would love for us, we talked about difficulties, but maybe let's talk about um, what, what motivates you or what is your favorite part about obeying. Um, so, Milana, do you want to answer that? Yeah. Um, I think that finding motivation, we've talked about how obedience is difficult. And so um, I think it's human nature for us to always need a why in order to do something. We're always so focused on, well, why do I need to do this? Um, what's the purpose? What's the end result? I need a reason. Um, and I think with obedience to God, it's so much more important to focus rather on the why than on the who. Um, for me, obeying God becomes easier and easier the more and more I focus on who God is um, and who I know him to be. And so God, God is love, and he, he loves us so much. And um, his wish for us is for us to walk in love. Second um, John 1.6 says, and this is love, that um, you would walk in obedience to my commands. As it's been said from the beginning, my command is that you walk in love. And so I think the more we fix our eyes on who God is, um, what he has for us, what his heart for us is, it can just motivate you to know that what he has planned for me is far better than what I can come up with on my own because he's so good. He's love. So, yeah. That's so, that's so legit. That's awesome. Yeah. Go ahead, Lauren. Um, so for me... Um, what motivates me to be obedient is um, just the intimate relationship that I get to have with God. Um, I just think it's so cool. I think like at the beginning or whenever I heard about Christianity, I was like, oh, it's a religion, you know, but like it really is relationship over religion. I didn't believe, um, you know, like whenever people said that they heard from God and all these things and like the more I obey, to, I obey him and like lean into him, he just, I've realized that he's so infinitely deep. And he'll just pour his love into you and his peace whenever you lean on him. Um, and probably the most difficult obedience, um, or one of the most difficult calls, obedience calls I've been in was choosing between um, going to my sister's wedding and going to um, a program that God was calling me to go to that conflicted time-wise with my sister's wedding. And I did the typical thing that we do where we open our Bibles and we cry out to God and we're like, please speak to me through a verse, anything. Um, and he did. And he led me to John 12, 27. 
Um, And in this verse, Jesus is predicting his crucifixion. And he says, now my soul is troubled. What should I say? Father, save me from this hour. But that is why I have come to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Um, And that verse just really sat with me. And it was like, wow, like, Jesus also had this hard time with obedience, you know? Like, it's not just us. Even Jesus, like, had this difficult thing. And sometimes, like, whenever we have an obedience call, we have everyone else's opinions. We have our desire of what we want to do. And then we have God telling us something usually completely different. And our soul is troubled, and it is difficult. But Jesus' response to that was, no, this is why I'm here. And um, just remembering, like, this is why you're here, this is why I'm here, this is why all of us are here, is to fulfill God's will for our life, because he actually does have a plan for your life, and it's better than you could ever imagine. Um, So just the fact that I get to actually grow a relationship with my Heavenly Father just blows me away and really encourages me to, to stay obedient to him. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. I was reading um, this morning in a Bible study I was reading, and it says, what's the difference between your attitude about the world and then God's attitude? And I had written, um, I'm redoing a Bible study, and I had written in it, and I wrote, um, God cares about what's good, and I care about myself. <laughs> and um, when, we, when we submit to the Lord, like, he's going to lead us to good. And we're so busy trying to get things our way, you know? Um, that like we're thinking, oh, like this is how we'll do it. Like I'll get my way this way. And it's so cool that when we submit, we actually get what's good. You know, God's always thinking about what's good for us, but he's also thinking about what's good for his, his body and for the church and for the poor and for, you know what I mean? And so it's good for everybody. And I'm just over here trying to figure out how to make my world work, you know, but um, yeah. And so I love that because I, um, I think it's so, that it's, it's where we find like riches, um, when we listen to him. So, um, okay, so have you ever experienced a miracle or a blessing from following God? Um, why don't you go, John? Um, honestly, a miracle is that I'm alive. Um, every day since I decided to let Christ in my life is another blessing because it was almost over. And so, honestly, with that, I just, that's a, one of the biggest miracles. But one that's most present is, honestly, the relationship with my parents. And it's funny that they're here today, so they get to hear this. And in high school, I mean, our relationship was hard, and it was, it was rough, and there was a lot of times where I hated my parents. I hated going home because of the way I acted my, and the way that my parents would treat me. I'd just scream at them and yell at them and push them away and just call them mean names and all this stuff, and they'll probably tell you, like, it was pretty hard during that time, and, you know, just such a hostile environment that was just filled with so much hate. And when I allowed God to change me and I started being more obedient and, you know, the verse, like, respect your elders, I was like, ah, crap, you know. (laughs) And and it it took me going away to realize all the things that they did for me and everything they were telling me to do. It wasn't because that they were trying to just boss me around. It was because they loved me and that they were trying to look out for what's best for me. And it really is just such a miracle in my life that they have that that relationship is back to where even like this summer to where me and my mom, yeah, we may get in some arguments from time to time, but there's still love there and we're both trying to help each other out. We're trying to encourage each other and and build our relationship. And me and my dad can sit in my basement for hours just talking about life as how he's trying to help me guide like through my life and through these trials. And honestly, when you make that change, people notice. There's a guy that I used to go to high school who's a pretty advocate for why he comes every week um, and his name's Paul. And if you don't know Paul, you should get to know him because he's the most generous guy ever. So, Paul, I hope you're in here. Um, 
But in high school, he, he could tell you I was a jerk, and there's probably a lot of times where I was really mean to him, and he's like the nicest guy, so that just shows how mean I was. And really, like, every Thursday after service, we have a five- to ten-minute conversation just about each other's week, just catching up. And we haven't really seen each other since high school. And every week, honestly, he goes, John, it is crazy how much you have changed since high school. I just can't believe it. And he'll, he even said he went back on my Facebook, like, look at the pictures. He's like, I can't believe it. And honestly, Paul doesn't know all the things I've been through since high school and all the hardships and all the pain that I had to go through to get to where I am today. But literally, he almost brings me to tears every time he says that because it just encourages me. And I can look back and I can see the miraculous change that God has done in my life. And honestly, for me to be up here on this stage talking to you guys is a miracle in itself because four years ago, I don't think anyone would have predicted this. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> I love that, man. Um, yeah, uh, let's see here. Uh, Lauren, go ahead. Yeah. Um, I love that story. It's such an awesome miracle. Um, so I had a, a kind of financial miracle happen um, like about about six months ago. So um, I moved here a little bit um, less than a year ago, and I was super nerdy pre-med girl in college, um, and med school is all I've ever wanted to do with my life. Um, I remember telling someone that I didn't care if I had to apply seven or 70 times, they were going to let me in. Um, so I was just that crazy pre-med girl. Um, I moved here for a job, medical scribing in an emergency department, um, was going to reapply to med school this summer. Um, found, God led me to, to Red Rocks Church, um, and this past December, I was sitting way back there somewhere, um, I don't remember who was preaching, I don't remember anything that he said, um, but I bawled my eyes out the whole sermon, um, and God just spoke to me, um, and he told me that he wanted me to drop my, my dreams of medicine, um, and to pursue a life as a full-time missionary which is really funny because I've never even been on a mission trip before, but it's fine. Um, and I was, like, pretty overwhelmed, um, but I knew walking out of church that day that my life and my future had changed forever. Um, and I, I was fearful to tell anyone um, about that right after. I didn't know how they would react. Um, I prayed about it and... Um, searched for programs and came upon YWAM and felt God giving me confirmation that that's what he wanted me to do. Um, and the program's around $5,000. And I started praying and I was like, man, I don't know how I'm going to pay for this. I don't know how I'm going to afford this. Like, I don't want to reach out for help. Like, I don't know what to do. God, if this is your will, please give me confirmation. Um, and two weeks after that, I went home for Christmas um, and I was just talking to my dad, and he was like, hey, by the way, um, Nana just really felt compelled for some reason to, to give all of her grandchildren $5,000. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So that was um, just exactly the confirmation I needed, and it was um, just the biggest reminder in the world that, like, God really will provide if you submit to him and obey to him. And it's not always easy. And like, I definitely have had doubts myself, but he will um, push through and he will provide for you. So, yeah. yeah. That's what's up. Uh, that's awesome. Like, um, that is just so cool. And honestly, working with these guys this summer, it's been so cool to like hear their stories and 
Um, Lauren is so hardcore. Um, like she's, I mean, she's full board. Like you can't talk her out of it and I've kind of tried actually. Um, and that's just so, that just shows you sometimes your Christian friends don't even, don't even know what's up with the Lord. So, so, um, she just, she just knows what God's asking her to do. And, um, Man, you, you inspire my faith. So, um, hey, I, I would love for you four to encourage. We talked a lot about obedience, but let's get real. Like, um, you guys have, everybody in here has some real burdens and issues and problems you're, you're facing. Uh, when you go home tonight, you're going to face um, some issues of obedience. When you walk into your job, you're going to face some issues of obedience. And obedience is not a feeling, Okay. Um, you're not going to feel like doing it, um, but there will come breakthrough where you, you, your feelings align with your will, and so it's an act of your will to obey, um, and so what I would love for the four interns to do is to just give you, man, like one word of encouragement, um, uh, because they're your peers, and I just believe they have something that they need to speak to you uh, tonight about how you can obey in your life. Amen. So, um, Em, do you want to start? Um, so, with obedience, there comes a huge opportunity to be a leader to your peers or the other people in your life. And I think, you know, one thing that God does for us is He does all the work and He gives us all the glory. And a good leader should do the same for their team, for their people, for whoever that they're leading. And by obeying, we can be leaders in our community, in our school, and just the people that we do life with. We can lead and show by example and obey God and show that obedience can be fun. Obedience ultimately is following God, going the right way. He always has the right ending, the right end goal in mind. Even though we come up with, in our minds, the best way possible, he always has it better. So obedience can be fun. We can be leaders in obedience. Um, yeah, I think that with obedience, it's, it's kind of a struggle. Um, and it can kind of sound like a word that prevents you from living a full life, that maybe restricts you, um, when actually it's the ticket to the fullest life possible. Um, there might be like worldly consequences that come with it, but um, Gospel of John says, in this world you have trouble, but take heart because I have overcome the world. So when you serve a God that has already overcome all the worldly consequences, there's nothing that can hold you back. Amen. Amen. Um, I just want to remind and encourage everyone that God is for you. Um, and whenever you accept Christ, um, the Holy Spirit comes and lives inside of you um, and is your leader and your guider and director. And I believe that is just an insane miracle in itself. Um, and Luke 10, 19 um, says, that, um, he says that he has given us all power and authority to trample over snakes and scorpions and nothing by any means shall ever hurt us. And that means that God lives within us and he has given us through him the power to overcome Satan. So no matter what you're going through, you have the power of the Holy Spirit within you that can overcome anything. So just that encouragement that God is for you and he's on a team fighting your battles with you. And to kind of wrap things up, there may be some of you in here who may be thinking like, oh, these people don't know what I go through. These people don't know what I'm struggling with. They, these people don't know 
how hard it is for me to be obedient or who's in my life. And I can't talk to anyone around here. And I want to let you know that everyone in this room struggles with obedience. No matter what it looks like or what they're going through, everyone in this room struggles with. Because, you know, the devil, he's good at his job. He's been doing it for thousands of years, and there's a reason he's there. You know, and he's really good at what he does. And all he wants to do is rip you away from the spirit, rip you away from God, rip you away from your purpose and tell you that you can't do it. And I know there may be some of you who are sitting in there, if you're like me, who have been sitting in these seats and you're like, there's no way that God can love me. There's no way God can love me because of what I did yesterday or this weekend or that time, that one time. There's no way God would love someone like me. And I wanna let you guys know that all he does is love you. That in Proverbs 24, 16, it says that the godly man will fall down seven times, but he always gets back up. And I've been reading that verse over and over again this week. And I think I saw the importance of the number seven, you know, and I think that all numbers are important in the Bible. And it says that we may, you know, cause we may fall Monday, we may fall Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, seven. If we fall every day, all we gotta do is get back up. Keep going guys, because the devil's gonna try and rip us away from what we're called to do. And all God wants us to do is love us. And if we quit thinking of what is killing us and to where that shame and guilt can fill our lives, when we focus on what gives us life and who calls us, then we can just keep going on. And when we fall back down, we just get our eyes back on the Lord. We learn from our mistakes and we keep on going and we keep pushing and we keep going and we keep moving forward. And guys, that the devil wants you to sit in there and feel that shame and feel that guilt. And honestly, when I struggle so many times, I've been, it's been three days where I'm just like, oh, and it's this ucky stuff that's on me. And honestly, if I just looked back and got my eyes back on the Lord and I kept going after him, problem solved. And then I just keep going and I keep going. And the more that I keep choosing the Lord, the more that devil's voice becomes more silent. And obedience isn't something that just happens overnight. It's a continual process, a continual ongoing of sanctification, of going after God and after what he wants and after his heart, guys. And honestly, I just wanna pray that if you're in here and you're like, man, because of my struggle, I don't matter. I wanna let you know that you do matter, that God loves you, God sees you, God sees you where you're at and where you're at is beautiful. And he's gonna grow you until you need to be. You just gotta allow him to do that. And just as like a wrap up, I just wanna let you guys know again that God loves you. And I feel like so many times, like I don't even believe that when someone says it up here. And it's just crazy, all that he has done for us. And all we gotta do is just choose him. He continually chases after us. And I just wanna wrap that up, guys. And I just wanna thank you for coming out tonight. Amen. Um, hey, I w- actually, John, I would, love, uh, I would love for you to just, I'm gonna summarize us tonight, but can you just pray for everybody? Sure. Cool. Hey God, I just wanna thank you again for Thursdays. I just wanna thank you for this room. I just wanna thank you that your presence is felt. God, I just wanna pray for those people in here who are really struggling, God, and they're just feeling like they're being attacked by the devil, Lord. I just wanna pray that you just step into their lives, God, that you let them feel comforted and you let them know that you're here and that the devil has no voice over them, God, that the devil can't tell them to do anything. He can only suggest. And that they have the true power, Lord, and that power is in your name, Jesus. And I just pray that you just speak over these people, Lord. I just pray that you come in here, Lord, and you just have these people and just welcome them into their hearts, God. And Lord, I just wanna pray that for those who may not know if they wanna choose you tonight, Lord, or not, Lord, I just pray that you step into their situation, God, and you make them move. And I pray that your spirit just fills them up and that there's no denying that you are in this place, God. And I just pray that you cast out all fears, Lord, because that is what your love does. And God, I just pray that 
you just welcome them to your kingdom, God. You welcome them to your heart. You make them feel loved and safe, God. And in your name we pray, amen. Amen. Can you give these guys a hand, you guys? Um, man, obedience is it's so difficult. Um, but I feel like it's only difficult when um, we get in our own way. You know what I mean? Um, and I've had seasons and times where obedience has just been so easy. And it's been so full of joy. And then I've had, I've had like seasons where like being obeyed, like I'm like, soul, obey, soul, obey. Like I literally have to like, I mean, it's like, it's like hourly. I'm like texting John. I'm like, what's true about me in Christ? Like, I just like, you know what I mean? Like you just have to, and I feel like what God wants to uh, do tonight is I, I just feel like he wants to do something important. Man, we don't come here to not experience the Holy Spirit. We don't come here to not be changed. And um, if this is the only time you experience God, can I just, can I just encourage you? Like he wants to be so involved on the day-to-day and there are Bible studies and things that you can get involved with that are going to that are going to give him access to you in ways that that no no sermon no worship service is going to do but tonight I believe he wants to do something very specific in some people I think he wants to invite some people into a fresh obedience I think tonight what he's asking is he's asking you to maybe step away from an old an old um, thought pattern he's asking you to maybe step away from unforgiveness he's asking you to step away maybe from a way of life that you've been living and he's like it's it's a it's a new year man like there, you have an opportunity to have some fresh obedience tonight and so I don't know about you but I have some areas where I'm like I am going to obey you here and I'm holding my ground I am holding my pose until I see the fruit from this obedience and so if everybody could stand I just would love 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 um, with every head bowed and every eye closed, um, if you are in here and you feel like, man, Jess, I want to step into a new obedience tonight. I want to experience the fruit of God. I want to experience intimacy with God. I want to know his plan and his favor and his fervor. Young adults doesn't exist without obedience. Man, Red Rocks Church doesn't exist without obedience. The worship team and our worship album doesn't exist without obedience. Movements of God and revivals of God don't exist without obedience. If you're in here tonight and you're like, I want fresh obedience, would you just raise your hand really nice and hi amen that's me too and I have one more question and I feel like there's at least one soul in here Um, and you don't know Jesus I met him when I was 18 years old and he stepped into my heart and I was never the same and when he came in he took over (laughs) every room and every crevice of my being I feel like there's at least one of you tonight and you don't, you don't know that peace. This world sucks and is chaotic and is full of hateful people and he is kind and sure and true. He never lets you down. He's always with you. 
He enables you to do far more than you can think or you could imagine. He is your savior. He is your God. He is the fulfiller of promises. And if you would like to know this Jesus tonight as they were talking about the very first time of receiving him, would you just raise your hand nice and high? One, he is with you forever. He's gonna always be with you. Two, he saves you from your sin and your past life. Three, put your hand up nice and high. Amen, I see you. I see you. Hey, can we pray for them tonight, church? God, we thank you for um, obedience. Some people tonight are just coming home to you, and we thank you for that. And God, we thank you for a fresh spirit and a fresh obedience tonight as we seek after you. God, I want to know you more. God, I want to be obedient to you more. God, I want to see what you have in my life on the other side of obedience. And I think that's everybody in here. And so God, as we seek you tonight, I pray every single person in here would step away from their old and they would step into their new. For every person that received Christ in here, I pray, God, that your Holy Spirit would enter them here and now. I pray that they would know that their old life has been done away with and that a new life has begun in you. God, that they get heaven forever and they get you, Jesus, through the Holy Spirit in the here and now. We praise you, God. We thank you. And as we worship you, be with us in a fresh way. And everybody said, amen.